When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A little embarrassing. <laughs> and I let you guys talk me out of the 30-17 to 17 score. Dan Cilio, National Football Show. I appreciate everybody coming aboard. Flacco time? I don't know, man. Good afternoon, man. I don't think so. It's Gardner Minshew time. No, I'm not going to get there yet, but okay. Yesterday, here on the National Football Show, wait a minute, smile. Wait a minute. Panic time? Wait a minute. Wait, hungry. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. I want to tell everybody that's new to the program. If you jump aboard with us here on the National Football Show, Big Sill slides you right in. And by the way, it's two pages today. It's two pages. Okay? We're going to get a little nasty today. We're going to unveil old Big Sills. Back in the day, Big Sills. The stuff that used to make people nervous. Because you know why? We're going to be brutally honest. Okay? And that's all we ever are, is brutally honest. But yesterday, I let you guys talk me out of 30-17. to 17. I didn't see the game close. But then, you know, I got talked into it, and I said 28-20 Cowboys. That thing was not close after the first quarter. Let me get into, again, what's set up here for the show. As I said, you guys, please jump in with a comment, anything you saw last night. We're going to have Gary Cobb again from Fox 29 in Philadelphia. He previewed the game, and I want to get his spin on what he saw last night. I hear Gary went off on the Eagles last night. Dion, hey, Sills. Hertz was looking like Wentz. I really didn't see any difference between... Jalen Hurts last night and Carson Wentz. Flacco time, serious question. Did coaching, did coaching staff expose Hurts because they don't believe in him? Flacco, they want to win games. They have to win games. Nick Sirianni, I'm going to get to all this. Let me, let, let me give you my opening statement here on the Eagles last night. Then we'll get to the Cowboys as well. This thing was a nightmare last night from the jump. Defense played well, got a turnover, got a touchdown. I thought they were pressuring Dak, but I'll say this to you about Dak Prescott. Dak almost like had the playbook for Gannon on the defensive side of the football. Every single thing that Gannon threw at him, the Cowboys and Kellen Moore had an answer for. He, he made the right throw, the right call. He punted. Outside of that gaff in the end zone where the Eagles got a TD on the defensive side of the ball, that was really his only critical mistake in that game last night. They called another great game. Let me tell you what I saw. To me, when I saw Nick Sirianni's game plan last night, it looked like the Falcons' game plan 
and it looked like the 49ers game plan. My point is it became predictable. Okay? Became predictable. Dion, right. Baldy said that Jalen is a one-read one guy, and if it's not open, he's not going to be accurate enough. I've got stats here for you, too. So Jalen Hurts now, in his brief career, is a 57.6 completion percentage quarterback. That, he will, that won't cut it in the Canadian League. That won't cut it in the Arena League. That's the reason he was replaced at Alabama, because his completion percentage, it's dogged him his entire career. Okay? It's dogged him the entire time that he's been a quarterback. And, I, 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 hey, I have yet to see that Jalen is a franchise quarterback. And I get you guys want to blame the coaching staff for this. I'm going to get to them in a second here. But last night, the inability to be able to run the football was what, 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 what was on display last night. Here's something else, too. Did you really – remember I told you last – Remember I told you yesterday, and I told you even last night on the post-post game show in Jacob Media, you can't have Dak Prescott have 70 plays and you run only 50. That had to be reversed for the Eagles to win. And last night was 70 to 50. And I, I'm like, there's no way the Eagles are going to win that ball game like that. You're not going to win a game. When you give another opponent and Dak Prescott, by the way, Dak has solidified himself by far being the best quarterback in the NFC East. And I got to say this else, the Cowboys right now, they really kind of put it out there. There's no other team in any other division that now can say this on the 28th of September, I'm going to win my division. The Cowboys are going to win the NFC East. Get that out of your minds, Eagle guy. I don't care what you think and how you think this team. It's not going to get better. It can only improve, but it's not going to get better to a point where you think you're going to. How about this? Last year, 4-11-1, six wins if you're lucky. This is a six-win team. And then you magnify that with the injuries. Okay. Hey, Flacco, coaches can't hand the ball off on RPOs. I'm going to get to Sirianni, like I said, in the coaching staff here in a minute, okay? So Jalen last night, I'll, I'll make this other statement about Jalen. I thought Jalen threw the ball where it needed to be thrown. Unfortunately, they were either overthrown, underthrown, and his mechanics and his technique, you know, on the pick that they took it the other way? Well, you can't come out of your stance and you're looking over at your wideout. The safety's going to jump the route, and that's exactly what they did. They jumped the route on him. You do that crap in the SEC sometimes, but you're not going to do that in the NFL. These guys are looking for your taught technique every single day in the NFL. Speed and athleticism, that's a given. That's a given, guys. All these guys are good that play in the NFL. Don't tell me, well, that guy's a really gifted. Well, really, thank you. It's the NFL, man. You better be gifted as an athlete. Always want to give credit for things that are supposed to be commonplace. Well, he's really a great athlete. I don't care. Of course he is. 
You think bad athletes play in the NFL? Absolutely not. Dallas fans are on high over the game. Hey, well, David, I wouldn't go crazy over beating the Eagles and getting, I mean, when will the Cowboys beat a team with a 500 record? Okay? They had four turnovers versus the Buccaneers and still lost. I wouldn't be tooting my horn so much. Brent, with all the injuries, how the hell are we going to fix the O-line now? Brent, that was clearly an issue. And then last night with more injuries in the O-line and then with more injuries on the defensive side of the football, no question about it. The team is riddled with injuries. And, dude, you're only going into the fourth game and you got Kansas City on the flip side of this thing. Shakur says, man, I say we are a four-win team this season. Six wins are far-fetched for seeing what this offense is looking so far and how this offense looks. I agree. I'll say this to you, though. You couldn't catch Kansas City at a better time. But here this week, you got to run the ball against Kansas City. They can't stop anybody, and they can't hit anybody, and they're having too many turnovers. Kansas City, I said it last Friday, they don't look right. But, man, don't start thinking you can beat KC right now because your football team, we're going to get over into the deficiencies, and also we're going to talk about the pluses on, on Dallas. There's no question Dallas's defense is better with Dan Quinn. You know they lead the NFL in turnovers? They lead the NFL in turnover ratio. That's going to win you a lot of game. I say to you that that's fool's gold stuff, but if I were Dallas, I wouldn't be sitting here touting myself as some Super Bowl champion now because – you got to beat teams with winning records. When's the last time they beat a team with a 10-win record? What was that, the Saints back in 17 or 18? Something like that, right? Anthony says, Hurts' arm strength is sketchy. He didn't step into that pass if you're talking about the underthrow. David Wilson, do we play this year? Do we play the year out with Hurts or try for Watson? David, I think you play the year out. I think you play the year out, and here's why. Um, you played – now, listen, if you can do this, if you could make a trade for Deshaun, yeah, that guy changes the division. You put Deshaun Watson in the NFC East, he's better than Dak. Here, here, let me ask you something here. This is a great – that's actually a great point. So if you go with Jalen Hurts, you think Jalen Hurts will ever be better than Dak Prescott? That's a no. That's a no. Absolutely not. Why do you think the Dolphins are kicking the can and kicking the can down the road on Tua and they're in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes? Because they know they have to beat Josh Allen in Buffalo, and they know Tua can't do it. They know he can't. The only way you to win, you win that division or you're competitive against the Bills in the, in the AFC East is if you have a compatible quarterback, and they don't, and they know it. Tua versus Josh Allen, really? It's night and day. Dak versus Jalen, it's night and day. The Eagles will never win the East with him. They'll never win the East. He's exactly what – hey, let's, let, let's be fair to Jalen here, though. Jalen – was drafted to be a backup quarterback on the Eagles. The Eagles have thrust him into a starting position that he's not capable. Hey, watch this. I think, I think Jalen will win games. I think he'll win some games. But do I think he'll win the games that matter? No. 
I don't. Jackie Smith says Watson did say he wants Miami and he can choose which team and the Eagles are not a team he wants to be at. Now, who said that now? Exactly who said that? He said that, really? Deshaun Watson said that. I haven't heard him say that. I heard a media guy say that. You know, I, I heard media guys say that. Now, he may want Miami because you know why? Tax reasons, too. Florida, Sun, Miami. He may want that. But remember something here, okay? And he does have a no trade. You're dead on. But he's never going to play in Houston, and there's got to be some type of agreement here. Smile says Eagle jerseys with number one are 75% off, <laughs> green 90% for, for white. Trevor, no doubt, dude. So, again, let me get into Sirianni now here. Yeah, I said it to you. I don't think Jalen Hurts is a franchise quarterback. Okay? And I'm not sure the coach is good enough to be a coach in the NFL. Could this change? So far, I haven't seen the game plan change. As great as that was scripted out, okay, against the Atlanta Falcons, I've seen the same pretty much playbook against the 49ers and against the Cowboys. It just looked the same to me. Who is in the upcoming draft is a better quarterback? Hey, dude, there may be nobody in that draft better than, than Jalen. That's why I'm going to go get Deshaun. Or I'm going to, hey, look at all these veteran quarterbacks that have changed the landscape for teams. Did you think Teddy Bridgewater was going to change the landscape to a 3-0 start in Denver? Did you think that Sam Darnold was going to roll over to Carolina and turn them into a 3-0 start? How about Jameis Winston? who was thrown away to the trash can and now is 2-1 and one with the Saints. Okay? All these quarterbacks. Look at Ryan Tannehill. Hey, Aaron Rodgers is out there next year. Remember that. Would you guys take a 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers next year, quarterback your team after you watch what Tom Brady did? Would you? NFC East, he gets to play in New York. He gets to play the Cowboys. He gets to play Washington, Aaron Rodgers in the NFC East. How would you think about that? With an old line that could be a really dominant old line. Maybe you go in the offseason and you get a running back or you go into the draft and draft a running back. You need help in the secondary because you've been banged up so bad back there. What do you think Aaron Rodgers could do to that Philadelphia Eagle team? He turned that team into an instant winner. And maybe a team that could get to the NFC Championship. Well, here's another guy for you. Wait, and here's another one. Why don't you make a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? You know, here, let me, I'm going I'm to throw something at you here. How many people think Garoppolo's a good quarterback? I'm going to write something down here. And I believe they're this now. Yes. How many people think Jimmy Garoppolo's a good quarterback? He beat the um okay. He he beat he beat the Eagles last year. Do you know Garoppolo's record since he's been a starting quarterback? Okay, Mike. Since he's been a starting quarterback in San Francisco, he's 24 and 6. And he's been to a Super Bowl 
and he's won an NFC championship, and he was tutored under Brady and Belichick. You don't want that? You, you would rather hang on to Jalen. Instead of going and getting Jimmy G, why don't you go get Jimmy G tonight? Ask John Lynch if he would make the deal. Ask John Lynch. You know, there's a debate out there whether or not to start starting Trey Lance. Dion says Jimmy G is good, not great. I don't know, 24 and 6? That's a pretty damn impressive record. You could say all you want about Garoppolo. He's 24 and 6. And every time he's not on the field, the Niners suck. So that when someone says we don't have options, yes, you do. You could go and make a deal right now for Deshaun Watson. You can make a deal for Jimmy Garoppolo. You could bring Nick Foles back. Did you see what um, Matt Nagy did? Matt Nagy threw out there today that all three quarterbacks are going to be in consideration for the start this weekend because Justin Fields stunk. How about bringing Foles back? No? By the way, I'm just throwing options out here. Okay? Remember something, though. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Trevor. Think about something here. Nick Sirianni's running the same offense that Frank Wright ran in Indianapolis. And guess who was the main force for Nick Foles in Philadelphia? You got it. That guy in Indianapolis. The same offense that Nick Foles succeeded in is being placed in Indianapolis. Why not go get Foles if you want to try to win ball games this year? Smile, you're kidding. I no doubt, Matt Nagy. So, um, hey, by the way, by the way, too, I'm just showing you options. You have options. The question is, should the Eagles and its fan base come to the realization that Jalen Hurts was drafted to be a second-team player and not a starter? Okay? I have never, ever said that I thought that Jalen was going to be the guy here. I've always said he's a substitute teacher. Okay? I, when I see him, I don't see franchise. I see 57.6 percentage and completion percentage. And on top of that, you know what else I see? That this has been the storyline since he's been at Alabama and Oklahoma. Nothing's changed. It's been an M.O. of his. Accuracy. Trevor says the Eagles need to come to Jesus moment. They do. They need to look at this and go like, okay, what are we doing at quarterback? Until, how about this? Until the Eagles rectify the situation at quarterback, I don't care what you do. And get this. Why is your general manager drafting wide receivers when you haven't fixed the quarterback position yet? Why? Okay. Why have you can't be drafting wideouts when your quarterback has a 57 6 completion percentage? It doesn't matter if you have Jerry Rice on the perimeter, he can't get the ball to him. 
He's a one-read dude. He's a one-read guy right now. David says if Sirianni doesn't change his play calling, any quarterback will get dragged. Okay, David, he will change his play calling because he'll be with a quarterback that has more of a skill set. Hey, and I will say this, the inability, does, do you think this comes from the front office that they don't want to run the ball at all? Do you think that comes from the front office? Because, dude, what's up with the not – I mean, how many attempts did they have running the ball? Right? What are, how many attempts did they have? I mean, I, it, it, was, it, was, it was terrible. The Cowboys, the Cowboys had like 160 yards. Hold on. They had three attempts. Dude, you're not – that's like something from like – David, they ran the ball three times. Think of that for a minute. They had 12 first downs in the game too. 12 first downs. I mean, you have 12 first downs, and you run the ball three times in the entire 60 minutes of a football game. Unacceptable. Gary and I said it yesterday on the preview show. You got to establish the run. They didn't even come near it. Laurie wants air raid offense, period. Flacco, Jesus, criminy. I want to, hey, Flacco, watch this. Hey, man, I want a Ferrari, too. You know? <laughs> hey, I want a Ferrari. And unless Big Joe Kraus sends me a Ferrari, a Venmo, get this. Big Sills ain't getting one. Okay? Big Sills ain't getting a Ferrari. I want a Ferrari. Hey, Big Joe, Sills wants a Ferrari. You know what I get here? Hey, man, here's a Yugo. <laughs> All right? Yeah, Sills. Here's money for a scooter. Let's see you get your fat ass around Tom and that thing. Yeah, I know he wants air raid offense, the owner of the Eagles. I totally know he does. But, dude, man, that game plan last night was set up for Jalen. He's limited. They, they kept him in the box, too. They rushed him. The old line was banged up. Lexus 3, hey, Lexus 320, man. Flacco, that's good, man. All right. I see all your thoughts here, man. Please keep them coming. Hey, by the way, please do me a favor, too. Like the show. Hit the like button. Bang on that thing. Gary Cobb from Fox 29 Philly is going to join us again and give us his take on what that nightmare was in Dallas last night. We're going to do that. Back to your thoughts. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome to the National Football Show. Gary Cobb from Fox 29 in Philly is going to join us here in a minute. Let me read you some of these exact stats here in the game last night. 12 first downs to 27. Game. Game. Okay? Louis D says, I hate to say it, but you're right. I said he wasn't like Russ. Had to be lucky to play like a slower Lamar. But I also think these coaches, yes, Louis, coaches could have put him in a better light. Coaches could have put him in a better light. Absolutely. Hey, and by the way, if he looks timid sometimes out there, it's because he doesn't have the reps. Remember all the stuff that I was saying in the exhibition season that this guy needed to be in a game scenario and not into those controlled scrimmages? Doesn't it look like he hasn't had enough reps? It just looks like he doesn't had enough reps. Lou D, Andrew Luck, man, that guy is always out there, isn't it? Lou, I always said this. If he does come back, it's going to come back to the Colts. Okay? But right, remember I was I kept telling you guys that? I mean, it was like exhibition football. He was nowhere during the preseason. And it, 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 it like you see it the last two weeks. Man, 12 first downs, 64 yards rushing. Good grief. 13 penalties. Dude, that's lack of reps. 13 penalties, 12 first downs, 60 yards rushing. Did you really think you were going to go into Dallas with those numbers and win? And when you look at the mirage number of 367 total yards, you're like this. I don't know. That's not spectacular in today's NFL. I mean, the Cowboys only had 380 yards in total offense. But when you look at what they were doing, I mean, look at their yards per carry on the ground, what they were doing. Man, they had 71 plays to the Eagles' 53. Hey, man, you're just going to get killed when you're in a position like that. Ken, appreciate you coming aboard, brother. 
Now, who's how are we going to blame now? Let me guess. We'll blame the coach. Here, let me get into the coach before Gary comes on. Coach's play calling. I know that was a big topic last night. I know it's been a big topic today. What, 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 what would you have Sirianni draw up for a guy who's limited? Tom Brady's playbook? Right? He was limited last night. Hey, let, let, let's get to a guy that has more of an insight than me and the Eagles here, and he's so kind to give us his spin. Yesterday, both of us thought maybe this game would be a little close, but I'm going to read Gary Cobb some stats here before he comments from Fox 29 here. Let me throw this at you. 64 yards rushing from the Eagles, and here's another number. 12 first downs, but here's the telling number. The Cowboys are in 71 plays to the Eagles 53. There's no chance to win a ball game like that when you're running 50 plays to the Cowboys 70. And plus, Dak was on target outside of that touchdown in the end zone there. He was spectacular last night. Gary joins us now to give us his thoughts on what he saw last night. Gary, go ahead, man. Your your thoughts on the nightmare last night. Well, you know, yeah, it was it was ugly. Uh, but you got to give the Cowboys. I tell you, the Cowboys are really impressing me as a, as a football team. Uh, I think that, you know, the job that uh, Quinn has done with that defense you know, they, they got a good football team. And, you know, they're opportunistic. You see that they get turnovers. Ten, turnovers are the biggest stat next to the score of the game. It's the most important stat in uh, the NFL is that turnover battle. So they get turnovers. And the other thing they do is you, you got to give, uh, you know, the offense. They can beat you on the ground or they can beat you through the air. And I really like that, that tandem that I got back there with um, Zeke and, and Pollard. Man, they get get after you, uh, both of those guys, you're just supposed to. Now, they're, they're a little different as backs because Zeke has got more power. But And, and I got to give it to him, man. He was running hard last Yeah. Night. He, he was, he, he was leaning forward. And they were completely the better team. I mean, it wasn't even close. And, and I look at the Eagles and I say, man, uh, you know, the, the kid. I had to pull him over there. I had to talk to him. The first interception, like, dude, he threw the ball. It's like so, so poorly underthrown. I'm going like, man, you you can't make a throw. That's the NFL throw. You know, where the guy's got to step on his guy, and you throw it that poorly underthrown, you know, he didn't step to it or something. You know, we didn't have to talk about that. When I called, like, Jalen, they closed the door, man. We got to talk. You you know you got to make a better throw than that because yeah, you got a chance now. You thought you the defense glove like a palm return, man. Come on, you can't, you can't throw it like that. So <laughs> no, no, that he throw, did. He he uh, did, Gary. He threw it like returned, it was a punt. You know, his guy falls down on him. You am I coming through well? Hey, you know what, Gary? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to try to get a better connection here. Xander, let's see if we can get a better connection here because I want to hear Gary's thoughts here. Let's see if we can get a better connection here. So he was saying he's got to throw, and he's got to make that throw, guys. He's dead on, man. He's got to make that throw. He's got to be able to understand you've got to step up in the pocket with that. Now, is that 40% of the offensive line being out? 
and injuries playing a factor and him having to get the ball out quickly, all of that does play a factor. All of that is a factor, especially when you're in the midst of a, of, of a play-calling series. I will say this again, as I was saying to you about Sirianni. Sirianni's going to put the game plan to the guy's skill set. Okay? You're not going to roll out Tom Brady or you're not going to roll out Donovan McNabb's playbook and give it to Jalen Hurts and say, go out and execute this book. Every single game plan that we have today for all these new quarterbacks, that's why these new coordinators are so important today that they have these ability to be able to tailor these, these game plans. Go ahead, Gary. You were talking about he's got to lean more into that throw and not make it look like a punt return. Yeah, yeah. He, You know, he just vastly underthrew that ball. And I had to talk to him because, you know, you, you don't want to make that bad of a, of a uh, of an accuracy, you know, the accuracy can't be that 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 far off, you know, because the DBs like patting his glove is such an easy interception. So we, we can't make those kind of mistakes. And then, you know, the late throw, even though uh, uh, Smith, he fell, you know, Devontae Smith fell on the play. And, and you see when he came to the sideline, this is his boy. He go, hey, what happened? What happened? This is a national television audience. Yeah. This guy's running this back. This is uh, Diggs, who is one of their boys, too. Going, we can't let him do this in front of us. I mean, in front of the nation. But that's painful. And it, it might be good for them in, in the long run, because if you learn from that type of embarrassing performance. But uh, they look like they just didn't even belong out there. Uh, I, I just think they got to think about how they're going to use the kid. You can't totally get away from the running game like that, though. Even if you're behind, if you're, you're in such a panic, if the coach is saying, well, we got to throw every down. Look, coach, let's everybody relax. We're in the first half, and we will not we will not run the ball at all. Come on. You're doing the defense a favor. The guys are really going to be teeing off the, the pass rush. Like, come on. You know, Dan, you know they're not going to run. What are you doing? You go, man, later for the, later for the run. We are teeing off. We're going to get some sacks. And that's the way you make the, the job harder for your offensive line when you start doing that. And, you know, they they were getting to uh, to Jalen a little bit more than I I expected. And I think part of it is because they, they just abandoned the run, totally abandoned. And then you want to hold the ball a little bit so your defense can take a breath because they were on the field. And really, I, I got to give it to Dallas. Uh, the way they were running the ball, and um, Dak was pretty much throwing short and intermediate routes. He didn't take a lot of shots downfield. They controlled the ball. They were wearing that defense out. And and really, Mike McCarthy, I got to give him a, you know, a, a minus because at the half, you don't call timeout and you put you try to put another dagger in there because if if you could take them out by the half, you take them out. You don't you don't let people hang around, man, because. When you let people hang around, sometimes they come back to life. So I was always told, put if you could, can you put the dagger in them? Well, then put it in them. <laughs> you know? Right. So they call a timeout and score another touchdown before the half is out, and they go in there up 27 to 7. You know, they could talk about a whole lot of things over there at the halftime, but some of the guys are going like, you see where our offense is looking? We're not, we're not we can't come back. We're not going to come back. 
So you go ahead and you take people out. So McCarthy, he he's not doing a good job with the, the with the time management because he didn't call timeout or anything. And and the way their offense was rolling, they would have went back in. They could have scored again. But looking at the, the Eagles, I got to give the, those. I mean, I got to give Hargrave, man. This kid is playing, man. You said it, dude. He is the best player. On that football team right now, and I'll tell you what, he wreaked havoc in the yep. first half. And to your point, Gary, yep. yeah, they wore them out by the halftime because there were too many three and outs on offense. That's and right. before you know it, then they got the lead, then they had to throw from behind, then they yep. abandoned the run, and then your defense is out of gas. Yeah, and you know, and and, uh, and they ran, you know, like you mentioned, all the plays grinding, they were grinding them, man, and then. They're double teaming the two tackles. Now, I, I got to call out those linebackers. I tell you, I would have been ready to fight. Dude, get up in there, man. Yeah. They're double teaming us. You guys are sitting back here waiting, you know, catching the back. And, and he's, he's seven yards downfield. Like, how many times they got to run the same play for you to get up in here and, and put a helmet under the chin of that running back to stop this mess, you know? Hey, hey Gary, I, let me let me tell people what you're talking about. And yeah. see, the defensive line gets pushed back into the linebackers. There's a scrape lane that these linebackers have that they go down the line of scrimmage behind us. Our job is to make sure that we hold up these guys and yeah. not get blown off the ball or run around blocks. That's right. And get them linebackers blocked so Gary can come up there and fill either the three-hole, two-hole, one-hole. Everybody's got a gap responsibility. So you thought they lost their gap integrity last night. They weren't attacking the, the line of scrimmage. I mean, they were just catching, you know, you, they were catching the bass. Yes. And, and, and I mean, not aggressive. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I knew um, the kid, Eric Wilson, you know, I, I saw him. At, I'm going like I saw them start taking him out. And I know he's not attacking the line of scrimmage, man. You can't just give them five, six. They're going to say, well, why should we run anything else? Run the same play. We're running again. If they're, if they're not going to come up and attack the line of scrimmage, because after a while, you come up, you can look at the line. They're running the same play. You can see their stance. Their guys are leaning. You got to come up. And really, you help out your um, your linemen. You come up, and you get one of those linemen under the chin. Uh, smack him. Or they're just going to the double team, and then they come off on the linebacker. They were doing that the whole night. And the Eagles are going to see that again. Other people are going to see it on film. As as a linebacker, you got to attack those guys. And really, if they're on a double team, you can come up. Sometimes you get a good hit on them. And, you know, those big guys don't like that. They feel pain, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but but you got to be – they got to be more aggressive, though. And because they were able to pretty much run at will. And then after, you know, after they get the running game going, then the passing game, because then you go play action and the linebackers got to attack the line of scrimmage then. But you, you got, you can't let people just run the ball on you like that. And uh, you got to give Dallas credit. They just really just took over that game. And they basically were dictating, we do whatever we want to do. And, and with a defensive line as good as the Eagles have, linebackers got to do a better job than that. And Really, I thought that maybe one of those linemen was going to turn and start getting into their fix. Saying, man, you guys get up here and attack this play, man. They're doubling us, and you guys are still sitting back there seven yards deep. You know, if you want to play DB, then play DB. You guys are linebackers, man. Get in here. Mix this thing up. 
but they can't let teams run the ball on them because team run the ball on like they're going to wear out your defensive line. And then you got no pass rush, you know, because times you go into the huddle, man, you look over there at that D line and those guys, you don't see the top of, you don't see anybody's face. All you see is the top of their head. <gasps> and you hear the breathing. <sighs> you know, you got no pass rush, man. Hey, man, no, no <laughs> doubt about it. That's exactly what went on in that game there. And let me throw this at you too here, Gary. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I made a complaint that I thought that, Jalen needed to play a little bit more in the exhibition season to get some repetition going instead of these controlled scrimmages. Two mm -hmm. things that you mentioned, not stepping into the throw. Some of these things were technique. And like yeah. you said, him just dropping back like this, and I know Devontae fell, but watch this. He dropped back and he looked, the safety jumped the route. That's and right. He immediately jumped the route because he didn't do the little nuance thing that it takes. Keep the safety, keep the safety. That's right. Hey, throw it. And yeah. just those little tiny things you and I know, hey, you yeah. get away with that crap in college. That's right. But you're not going to get away with that because everybody in the NFL is a technique hound. And I just wondered, I go, no, that comes to coaching too. It just looked to me that, okay, so you abandoned the running game because yeah. you started throwing from behind. You don't have a quarterback. And let me throw a stat at you. You get 57.6 completion percentage. You know that this who this quarterback is right now in his career That's as right. an NFL quarterback, 57-6 on a completion percentage, that yeah. ain't going to cut it. No, it's not so going to cut it. This cut this comes back down to coaching again. My question is, do you think they've been prepared for these first three games? Uh, well, I tell you, the, the way the last two have gone, I mean, especially this past game, uh, they were clearly outmatched by them. You know, and I got to give uh, Dallas credit for, you know, coaching. And uh, the fact that they they seemed like they were better prepared. They came out and everything that the Eagles did, Dak was ready for. You know, and he's a seasoned quarterback, in fairness. The kid, you know, you, you got him throwing the ball every play. Come on. He's a kid. He throws an interception. He runs back for a touchdown. You call 10 more passes. You don't ever run the ball. You know, running the ball is a calming thing for the whole offense, the whole team, really. Come out and run the ball, put together a long, grinding um, drive. It would have been good for the entire team. And he just got pass happy. You call three run plays in the entire game. Damn. That's unheard of. Come on. Unheard of. Never never do that, especially you got a, a guy. Well, he's really still in it like his rookie year. He, come on. Hey, hey Gary, I, I wouldn't do that if I had Tom Brady as my quarterback. That's right. You know what? And Tom wouldn't let you do it. That's right. He would have told, hey, hey, coach, hey, hey, we got to balance this thing out. Because now you're putting your offensive line in such a grind because you're throwing every play. They know you're throwing. And, and you just don't throw, you just don't run the ball at all, meaning they don't even think about running the ball. Hey, you can hand the ball off and get 10 yards. You you got a, you know, a good bag back there, but you just totally abandoned. I, that's that's a coach. That's a rookie coaching mistake to do that type of thing uh, because you want to calm everybody down, especially after that interception for the touchdown. You want to, you got to have your guys calm a good team. If they fall behind, you can see they just stay with it. They don't panic and panicking is saying, okay, we got to throw the ball every play. No, that's panic. You can't be like that. And your players pick that up every play three, one plays in the entire game. Now, come on.
Hey, hey, you know what? You mentioned this about Dak being a pro. I'll tell you what. Gary, you said it yesterday, too, in the pregame show. I went like this. I said, man, I'll tell you what. I was watching a game last night. I'm like, Gary's so right. This guy knows where to throw the ball. He did what you said, too. He never panicked. When they had a third and, like, a mile, what did he do? He got a couple yards. He punted. He let his defense play. He played field position. That, to me, is him and maybe Kellen Moore, because I'm with you. I think Mike McCarthy's been exposed since he left Green Bay. I don't think he's a very good coach, and that's well, why they kept Kellen Moore as the coordinator and kept him as the play caller because well, I tell you, him Dan, and Dak were on the same page. Now, we used to talk as players about guys stealing. Mike McCarthy's stealing, man. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I mean, yeah. let's let yes, Mike is. had retired. Come on, he retired. Jerry calls him. He said, how much are you talking about, Jerry? Hey, he, hey, baby, <laughs> I, baby, we're going to have to go down there to Dallas for a few years, okay? But look at what we're talking about. And he's down there. Come on. He He's stealing, man. I don't, I, I don't, I, <laughs> I mean, last week they said what? He couldn't see the time. Yeah. Whatever. It was blocked out for him and everything. No, no, he was looking at the – he said this. He was looking at the wrong clock in the oh, building. Oh, he was looking at the wrong and, and I told everybody here, I go, usually what you have is you have a guy standing there, the guy holding your cord. He also right. is the guy telling you what the official time is That's sitting right. there next to you. If yeah. you're looking up at a scoreboard, you're daydreaming. Yeah. Well, you, hey, you know what Mike's probably doing during the game? Hey, what what do they got to eat in there after the game, man? <laughs> What's on the tray table? What's on the that's right. What's on the tray table? Hey, what kind of drinks they got on the plane? You know, I mean, come on. You know? hey, what's the media meal like? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you. You know, I've seen players do it. You yeah. know, uh, most of the time players are doing it. You know, there because uh, I gotta admit, you know, I was down there in Dallas last year. I was, I, and I stole my knee was hurt. I, you know, going like, hey, look, always in a good mood. You know, hey man, always. hey, how's it going, everybody? You know. <laughs> Dip in there and get the check right back. No, no, no. I was sitting right next to Gary. He looks over at me. He goes, I just been traded to Philly. And I mean, I was, and and, and Ed Jones is sitting next to me. He goes, "Ah, (laughs) Ed goes like this. Wait a minute. You got traded. He goes, yeah, I just got traded to Philly. (laughs) We're sitting in Thousand Oaks, right? (laughs) Gary gets traded. I go, Gary, everyone stop talking to him. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um. You, you, you live and you learn, you know? Hey, Gary, let me ask you, Sirianni. I'm going to ask you two questions about uh, Jalen and then Sirianni here. Give me your thoughts yeah. uh, as, as as a play caller so far. I mean, to me, like you just said, I think the fact that they saw that game film in the mm-hmm. second half of the 49er game, Dallas said we were going to run the ball because the 49ers figured it out that they could run the ball and they were able to run the ball yeah. because they knew that the offense on the other side was going to do a boatload of three and outs. It just seems to me I'm seeing the same game plan that I saw against the Atlanta Falcons. Nothing's really evolved from the Falcon game. It looks like the same stuff, but just less less rushing attempts. Well, you know, uh, they, they are really going to have to decide what kind of team they're, they're going to be. And I, I don't think that Sirianni has established that. Like, what type of team are we? Now, if you are, a team, if you are a team and you you got a balanced attack, you're never going to get to where you're going to get to the point where you're only going to call three running plays i mean and you can't get into a situation where if you fall behind you just lose your own identity can't do that this is who we are this is what we do you know and and i don't think 
uh, Suriani has established that, and he's not thinking clearly. And, uh, you know, that's why it's good probably to have an old head on your coaching staff that you can sit out, that can come to you and go, hey, hey, coach, let, let me talk to you. You know, it's good to have one of those old heads on there. Because, like a Wade on. Phillips. That's right. That's right, because, you know, they'll they'll bring you back down when you're getting ready, when you're doing something stupid. But to just get to the point where you totally abandon what you're doing, and then what you're doing is you're really hurting your young quarterback, too. Because you got him throwing the ball too much, you know? And if he's already thrown a couple of picks, you know he's not throwing with confidence. And so you want to have some things where you are running the ball so you can, you can still do some play-action pass so you – you're not asking them to just drop back and throwing the ball where the ball's going to be in the in in the air 20 25 yards because you know he, he's got to feel a little little shaky after throwing a couple of picks and especially one of them run back to the house you know you can say what you want but quarterbacks don't forget that real quick when they absolutely. get one run back to the house you know absolutely hey, what do you make of um Henry High School with the t-shirts now well, I think, hey, he, we better not see any more of those T-shirts. <laughs> hey, you, hey, you know I, you know I know this city. He played. He already played that card. They gonna what? Wait, you played that card. We don't want to see that card anymore. You start winning some games. We brought you in here to win games. You need to spend more time concentrating on calling plays rather than what stupid T-shirt to put on. We don't want to see anymore. I'm telling you, he keeps wearing them. He's going to wind up with some problems. You're going to have the whole city. <laughs> they're going to start be calling him Timmy T-shirt. They're going to call him something like that. No, they were calling him Henry High School yesterday on my show. <laughs> that's right. Hey, that's right. Hey, that's right. You're going to hear that. Henry High School, man. And, you know, it gets old because you need to be focused on doing a better job of calling the plays, designing some plays which are going to help Jalen right now because – you know his confidence got to be a little shaky. And you look up, you got a chief team coming up that they lost their last two games. So how bad do they want to beat you? you, know, you plus Andy Reid. Plus hey, Andy Reid coming into the link. Andy Reid coming back in. Is, you know his players going to say, Coach, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do you proud in here. You could look up and you could be trailing by 35 at the half now. You don't want, you don't want that. So he, he, he's got to get it together. And it starts with him, got to talk to the team, but they got to come out. They got to have a balanced attack because you want to keep the ball away from Kansas City. So you want to, you want some drives. You want to put that ball on the, on the ground. So you want a balanced attack, and you want to have some plays that the young kid that he he believes in, and he's got to take care of the ball. And, um, you know, they, and, they got and Kansas, City, Kansas City struggling on defense right now. I mean, yeah, they, they can't tackle struggling. anybody, and they're turning the ball over. But like That's you right. said, man, coming into the link, they're going to be they're going to be hungry here. I got to ask you about one question with Jalen. Do you believe that he's the franchise and the future of this team? And I say this to you: if somebody asked me about options, mm -hmm. I said I don't know what's in the draft because I'm not really a draft guy when it comes to picking, and I don't mm -hmm. have a crystal ball. But I do know this: yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo is what's the record I wrote down? Garoppolo right now is twenty four and six as a starting quarterback in San Francisco. And he's won an NFC championship. Yep. Um, look at all the reclamation projects, Gary. Look at Sam Darnold in Carolina. Look at Tannehill in yep. Tennessee. Look at what you're seeing with Bridgewater in, in Denver. 
You're seeing guys that people gave up on. So there's going to be options for this Eagle team. It's not always going to be in the draft. Hey, could it be Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. He's not going to play in Denver next year. And could it be still Deshaun Watson? Give me your thoughts on the direction. Do you think they should run a dual track, give the kid a chance, but also keep options open to try to see what the future can? Because we see Dak right now. You and I know this. The reason that the Dolphins are looking at Deshaun Watson, they know they need somebody to beat Josh Allen in Buffalo. There's nobody in that division. Tua can't beat him. And if I'm the Eagles, I know right now Jalen Hurts cannot beat Dak Prescott. They will own that division with Jalen as a starting quarterback. That's just my opinion. I may be wrong. How do Mm -hmm. you see that? Well, you know, I I think I I agree with you. You know, right now, unless Jalen shows something, I I just don't see the the type of, um, you know, skills, really. You know, and and basically it's it's the throwing, you know. Uh, And he hasn't shown it yet. Now, he's going to get time. You know, they're going to give him at least probably 10, you know, how many, uh, you know, 10, 14 games or so. He's going to get plenty of time to show whether he can do it or not. But he's got to be able to make the big time throws. You know, th- that's really the thing that's a question on him. And when you see him underthrow that ball like he did on, on Sunday on that, uh, where, where, where you got your wide receivers got a step on a guy and you underthrow that ball that poorly, you know, that makes people wonder. So he's still got a chance, you know, but he's got to show his stuff. But there are other options. And I'll tell you this. The Eagles were looking at Deshaun Watson. You know, they were down there looking at him. They have got, you know, they're looking, uh, you know, uh, at other quarterbacks. Now, the kid's going to get his shot. But if he thinks he's going to just have this job just because he's the guy here now, no. That's that's not going to get him this job. You know, because the Eagles are looking and they, they want to win championships. That's the way, you know, Jeffrey Lurie thinks. He wants to win championships. They won one. You know they want to go back. And they know you got to have a marquee quarterback if you want to be big time in the NFL. Look at the, look at the big – I mean, Aaron Rodgers on Sunday. Come on, man. That That's the kind of big time plays. The last two throws, man, you're going like, how do you make those throws that easy, man? Now – you know, Jalen doesn't have that kind of accuracy yet. Will he, will he ever get anywhere near there? You know, uh, he's, he's got to show it. And that's where they're going to look around for, for different places. And they got all those draft picks. That's yeah. the thing. They they can really go out and get pretty much what they want. They have they, the assets. You know, they're almost to the point where they got three first-round picks you could throw up there. A lot of teams. I mean, there are a lot of great players. But a lot of teams will call you back and you say three first round picks for whoever, you know, your mortgage in your future there for that. Finally here. Okay. The link on Sunday for Andy Reid coming in, do they Eagle fans boom or do they celebrate him? I I think it's probably going to be mixed because (laughs) some people are going to be ready to boo because because of that game last Sunday, a lot of people they want they gonna they want to get some booing out because they were booing at home when the Eagles were getting <laughs> so the, so some people are coming with boo in their blood and and, and the, but you got a lot of people who are gonna look at Andy want to give him a give him a nice round of applause because he was here so long he he finally got a Super Bowl and everything and uh, the fact that you know he's he's been great for football he's he's uh, He's raised a lot of young coaches, you know. He's done a lot of good job, and Andy's a good guy, you know. He's he's a nice guy to know, 
and um, he doesn't really mean anybody any harm. You know, he was he's not the kind of guy going to be, you know, uh, 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 backstabbing people and stuff like that. You know, he, he's, he's a good natured guy. So I think you're probably going to have a mix there because there are a lot of boos. The people were booing at home when they were looking at Dallas beat the Eagles. So there's going to be some booing. Don't let them get behind. <laughs> oh, hey, wait a minute. So you, hey, who's going to get booed louder, Andy or the Eagles, if they get behind hey. in that game? Sirianni's going to hear it, you think, at the link, if they get behind? He is going to hear it. It better not be where you get embarrassed, you know, like they did against the Cowboys. It's going to get ugly, man. There, there'll be highlights all over TV the whole next week. Because people are really, they got some real booze in them, man. They're gonna boo. You, you, you don't get embarrassed like that. They won't. They're not ready for that. So hey, uh, wait, wait, Gary, I got to sneak one more in on you here. Yeah. Um. Do you think management is going to have patience with Sirianni here? Do you think they're going? If they see this thing comes off the rails, and I'm not saying that it's going to be somebody like a Rod Marinelli up in Denver or up in Detroit when he went 0-16. Nothing like that. I'm not saying that. But if they are looking at this and nobody's been developed or anything and this thing is off the rails, after what they just did with Doug Peterson, because I'll tell you what, you fired Doug Peterson for this? I know. Boy, you got to really, if you're an Eagle fan and you're sitting in the seats watching this going, hang on here. Yeah. Okay, we were banged up last year. Our quarterback wasn't playing well, so we get it. We went out, and we're going to try to make another move at quarterback. But you fire a Super Bowl coach for this? I mean, at least Doug Peterson's teams were prepared. That thing looked like unpre unprepared last it, night. Am it, I wrong? It, yeah, it, you're you're right. I mean, they didn't they they looked sloppy, and uh, you know you know when you get to the point where you you kind of show your cards when you you only run the ball three times when you you just totally lose sight of what's going on. I don't know that they would do it that quick, man, but I tell you what, I would be getting nervous if I was him, you know, because, you know. Because Howie's, Howie's on the hot seat. Hey, Laurie wants to win. Yeah. And if he sees, you know, hey, he sees, and he knows that, look, we can go get us a quarterback. We got three first-round draft picks. But we need to have the coach in here. And if this guy's not the guy, he, you know, he kept, keeps coming out there with those T-shirts. They're going to say, maybe you should get in the T-shirt business. <laughs> Gary, thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thanks All right. on the recap. My friend Gary Cobb, God, I love him so much. He is just absolutely spectacular from Fox 29 in Philly. We'll take a timeout. Back to your thoughts. Back to big sales thoughts. I got three pages now. We'll hit on it next here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. 
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Silio. Mr. T-shirt guy. <laughs> How the T-shirts look now? What are you going to print next? We were blown out in Dallas. Oh, man. Wait a minute now. You know, I thought about something here. Think about this for a second here. So Andy Reid's coming to town this weekend, right? Say it's 20 to 7 at the half. Okay. Okay. What 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 if thanks, Brent. Appreciate it, brother. <laughs> How he made me do it. That's a great t-shirt. Holy shit. I love that. Hey, Eagle fans. How he made me do it. <laughs> That's a great shirt this week. Howie made me do it. Oh my God, you'd make a kill. If you, hey, if you did that at tailgating this weekend on Sunday and you sold that shirt on the premises, Howie made me do it. You'd be a millionaire by the time you left the place. Hey, that's something about maybe for Krause Jr. Howie made me do it. Whoa, man. Can you imagine what will happen to Nick Sirianni this weekend if that team gets freaking blown out again? Big Chris says, better put up 30 on KC. Hey, Chris, Kansas City's defense, and I have been saying it for the last two weeks, they just don't look the same. There's something up with KC. They just don't look like Kansas City of three years ago, let alone last year. Right? Kevin says, I have to have a good one. Once in a while, Sills, you have any connections? <laughs> Nick Sills has got connections everywhere, homeboy. I'm Mr. Connections. Just ain't got no money in my pocket, but hey, you know what? Big Sills has got the connections. If I had a dollar for every dude I have in my cell phone, okay, I, I wouldn't be on tomorrow. But that offense can, can score. They sure can. Well, they're going to have to beat people 31-30 this year, Kansas City. Because Chris Jones and those guys, I don't know where they are. They're MIA, man. You can put their faces on a milk carton. Takeem says, how about this um, shirt idea? We're running away with the division. <laughs> hey, man. 
Dallas. Hey, can we say this about Cowboy Guy? Cowboy Guy will be doing this today. Watch. Yeah, man. We're going to Super Bowl. We're going to Super Bowl. We beat beat the Eagles up on Monday night. We beat the Chargers. Two and one. Going to Super Bowl. Here's one thing you'll always know about Cowboys fan. They're delusional. Okay? Do you know that Dak Prescott is 11 and 1 versus the teams in the NFC least? He's 11 and 1. He's beaten up on bad teams. And when he has to play against good teams, they don't win. I think it's since 2017 they beat a team with a 10 win record or ended up with a 10 win season. They're going to be all going, oh my God, man, I got a Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, man. We're, we're like, uh, you know, we're ready to rock and roll here for the division. Real quick, though, man, do you really think people will boo Andy Reid this weekend? Carl, thanks for coming aboard. Thank you. I've got the Eagles still going nine and eight. No way. No way. With three rushing attempts, Carl? Dude, you can't run the ball three times in a ball game against a defense that was last against the run last year. You know why the Cowboys look so good on defense? Because they knew that Sirianni wasn't going to run the ball last night. They pinned their ears and were after the quarterback. Nine and eight. With that play calling, with those underthrows, where are you seeing improvement, guy? I hope they don't. I hope they don't boo Andy. I think Andy Reid was a great Eagle coach. Unfortunately, he liked Vermeil, just never like delivered the Lombardi Trophy. And they were great coaches. And by the way, the community loved them. Okay, so there's no way. I, I I don't think so. I don't think they boo him either. Five wins, seven at best. Mr. Hilton's right. That's where you are. Mike Smith says six and ten, and that might be generous. Now we see. Let me say this to you again. Okay, let me let me let me let me put it to you here. See what all you know? What I just had a conversation with Xander before we went on the air. Do you know how smart you guys are to talk to, and how great it is to talk to smart football fans? You guys see something, and if it's a pig that's flying, you know it's a pig that's flying. You know what it is, and you don't make it in to something else. You see it, and you know it. If it smells like shit, it's shit. It's not. It's nothing else. Okay? But if you're in other markets like Dallas, they paint it in a different way. Jeremiah says they'll boo the KC Chiefs. Good. That's cool. Polly says they're going to be absolutely wiped out by the Chiefs because there's no way Mahomes is not is losing three in a row. I think they may put up 50 on the Eagles. Just Mike says, I'm, I was so proud of the Eagle fans when Dawkins came back to play against the Birds and they cheered for him. Yeah, man, that's good stuff, man, because you have great respect. We are realists. Chris, you're right, man. Do you know how many fan bases aren't? Hey, man, don't, hey, wait a minute. Chris, 
don't make it sound like that's a common thing, that fan bases are realist. You want to know delusional fan bases? Cowboys. Hurricanes. Okay? Oh, we're the best under the You're like, no, you're not. Kevin says four might be looking good. It's not flowers, exactly. Jerry Jones brings the paint, Kevin. I love that. Right? Dude, I say this again to you, man. Hey, 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 hey guys, I'm just going to throw this out here at you. I just don't see I just don't see Jalen Hurts as a franchise quarterback. I really just don't. I don't, I, I don't see him as a guy. And here's something else you look at, too. How much involvement, again, is coming in from the front office? Carl says Sirianni's learning on the fly. Let's see how fast he can adapt and grow up. Man, that that as much as I crowed over the game plan for the Falcons, it's that thing was the direct opposite, unorganized, 13 penalties. Whew. Lack of running the ball, zero balance. I mean, think about something here. Look at the things. Watch this, the things that I'm just pointing out on the peripheral here. Watch this. 13 penalties, 12 first downs, 50 plays. You ran 50 plays. 50. Do you understand what that means? So you're telling me, how many as an average do you think a series has? Seven? So you had four series and a half? That's pretty much all you had. Four series. And you know what the Cowboys had? Seven. They got the ball three more times than you and a half. Never had a chance. It will be funny if Eagles somehow luck, luck out and win this Sunday versus a reeling Chiefs team. I, I love the optimism. Queen says, another great T-shirt idea for Nick Sirianni this week. Learning on the fly. <laughs> Learning on the fly. Oh, my God, man. Oh, hey, let me say this to you. Those, there will be a theme at Lincoln Financial for the rest of the year if the Eagles are 1-6 after these next couple ball games here. People will be wearing T-shirts. Who now, Howie? What's next, Howie? Right? Hey, Nick, can you pay for my tickets? <laughs> hey, Nick, when Jesse James used the when Jesse James robbed banks, he used a gun. What are you using? Your playbook? Not that I'm witty or anything. Man, that thing was awful last night. I'm sorry, you guys. That was really awful last night, man. It was. You know, not only is, is Andy Reid going into the link, but Brady's going back to Gillette. And here's Tom. Well, it's not a time for reminiscing. You know, there's no time for reminiscing. Okay, yeah, right. You won six Super Bowls 
and you have the greatest dynasty in NFL history, but there's no time for reminiscing. How about those dumbass media people? Hey, let me ask you guys this. After Andy Reid left and he went to Kansas City, did you guys did you guys hear the media people in Philadelphia bagging on Howie Roseman and the owner on why they let Andy Reid go? Was there any of that? Because you know what the Boston media is doing? They're hounding Belichick because Brady decided he didn't want to be there, and yet they were the same media that wanted Jimmy Garoppolo as a starting quarterback after that, after that Kansas City game when they got blown out. People like Dan Shaughnessy and all those guys were screaming that Belichick should make a move, that Brady's past his time, and they were all writing articles that Brady had nothing left, and now he's like on pace for his potentially greatest year. Right. And all they kept doing, like like Tom Curran yesterday, kept asking the question, well, how come uh, Tom didn't want to stay? Well, you didn't want him here anyway. You wrote numerous articles on it. And Belichick, of course, just being Belichick, hey, we're concentrating on the Buccaneers this weekend. I'm not going to relitigate something that happened two years ago. And they're up there constantly talking about Brady leaving two years ago. Dion, Boston media is terrible. That's why you guys are the best, and that's why you guys get it. Hey, Andy, congratulations to you, but don't bring your team into my place because it's going to get ruined, and we're going to boot a hell out of it. That's what – that's the – they're right there, folks, is the difference between Philadelphia fans and Boston fans. Boston fans, okay, they love Brady so much, man, they're still talking about him two years removed because your team sucks and your coach is overrated. Brady won all those championships up there. Without Brady, Belichick's got a fi- under 500 record. That's a fact. I love how John, Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. Yeah, if you looked at it on paper, you'd say that. But if you saw what it was, so Brady goes with his new coffee pot to Tampa. Wins the Super Bowl with Bruce Arians. Okay, doesn't isn't that an indictment on Belichick? Wasn't that hard, Bill? And I did it over Zoom calls. Think of that for a minute. Brady did it over Zoom calls. So that Belichick way and that Patriot way, can you do it over Zoom? I guess you can. Tom Brady doesn't have to do anything to solidify that it was him up there in New England and not Belichick. Brady would have won anywhere. He proved it. He proved it. That's the difference between Philly and Boston fan. You guys totally understand. Hey, Andy, good luck to you, but don't bring your team in here because we'll boo the shit out of it. And I don't care you're in Kansas City. Got nothing to do with us right now. We got a coach. We got to figure out here if if he can be the guy. Now, let me ask you guys this. This is going to be a tougher one here. Who's under more pressure now as the season goes on, Jalen Hurts or Nick Sirianni, when it comes to the direction of the football team? Holy cow, I got to think of this one too. Who is under more pressure to improve or get replaced at the end of the year? Because I'll tell you this. If they go out and get an experienced quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo or they go out and they find somebody, I'll tell you guys, 
50-50, just Mike, let me say something to you guys. You know who I really like as a coach? You know that – hey, I don't want to say it too loud because I don't want other teams to hear me. You know that guy Joe Brady in Carolina? Got to win a national championship at LSU and is completely changing Sam Darnold around in Carolina? I like this Joe Brady dude, man. I, I think he's going to be a good-looking coach. Okay? Hey, Dion, I said this to you about Tom Brady. I almost hate the fact that Tom Brady played in New England because this new personality that you're seeing and I'm seeing, I wish we had been seeing this for 20 years. Wouldn't it be great that if we saw this great personality, wouldn't the NFL have been more fun watching Brady talk the way he does, have fun the way he does? Okay, right? I mean, I, 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 I almost hate the fact that, that, that Brady played with the Patriots. Because I'd like to have seen Tom Brady and what Tom Brady was like really personality-wise all these years. What would he have really thought of the tuck rule, you know? What would he have really thought of Spygate or Deflategate or any of these other gates or whatever? Or maybe even the Trump stuff. I'd like to have heard, and I think if Tom were in this position today, I think Tom would have commented on it back then if the locker room was a little looser. Jeremiah says, I always thought uh, Darnold didn't get a fair shake. And uh, you're right, uh, Zach Wilson, he looks way in over his head. Minshew takes us to a Super Bowl. Polly, thank you. Hey, remember I said it. Guys, remember I said it. I thought we'd see a Gardner Minshew sighting in week six. Week six. I said week six, right? By the way, Justin Fields, here's something I always want you guys to understand something as we, as we go on. Hey, Damon, great take. Well, after the last two weeks, it is really looking like Hertz's issues aren't things that can be coached out. I think silly. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, hey Damon, this is where I was going here, too, with Justin Fields. And I'm glad you bring this up, too. You ready? There is no doubt, okay, that when you, 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 you look at a player, you see a player, a guy has a certain skill set. Justin Fields is so in over his head. And I want you guys to know this. Just like with Jalen. Do you think that I'm happy that I may have a spin that's right, that Jalen's not a franchise quarterback? I want you guys to all know this. I, I, I hope I'm wrong, not that they fail. Do you understand what I'm saying? So watch this. You know, I mean, you guys are going, Cilio may be right. You know what? That sucks then that I'm right. I'm a, I'm a talk show host that likes to be proven wrong. I know, probably pretty weird to you guys. I love it when an athlete comes out and goes, hey, you know when LeBron won his title in Miami? I cheered him. I am not a LeBron James fan because I just don't like his antics, and I don't like the fact that 
he constantly blows himself. You know, the great ones don't have to, you know? When you walk into a room, you don't have to tell everybody who you are. Hey, LeBron's here. When Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods or Tom Brady walk into a room, dude, the room loses its oxygen because they suck the air out of it. You don't, you don't have to pound your chest. So I want you guys to know this, man. Okay? I am, I, I'm not ruling, rooting against Jalen. I'm so not rooting. I, I hate that. Hey, Cilio, you're right. The guy sucks. You know what? That sucks then. And I feel for the kid because you know why? There's a lot of great qualities. You know, Xander was telling me before we went on the air, you know, I really love the kid, man. He was a freshman when I was a freshman at Alabama, and everyone loves him and everyone likes him. Okay? End of the day, though, watch this. Not everybody likes Aaron Rodgers, but everybody on the planet wants to play with Aaron Rodgers. You get me what I'm saying? Everybody wants to play with that guy because he's great. Man. I'm just telling you, I, I just – I just don't see it here. All right, we're going to take a timeout. We'll get back to your spins. Also, boy, I'll tell you something, man. My new Power Five in the NFL, we do that after the Monday night game, too. A little bit more on Dak Prescott's 21 to 26 for 238 and three touchdowns versus the Eagles. Where do the Eagles go next? They got Kansas City at the link this weekend. You keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the memories. Go to get your spin on. Go to get your spa on. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go for the steaks. And the steak. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. Dan Silio. Flacco just brought up a topic here. LeBron said the Cowboys offered him a contract. And Seattle, from what I understand, in 2011. Wasn't that the lockout? I think that was the lockout year or something. I think Le- well, hey, get this. You guys want to hear a little trivia. Watch this, Flacco. A guy by the name of Jay Brophy coached LeBron in high school. It was his high school coach, and he was All-State. And Jay played at the University of Miami. He is a University of Miami Sports Hall of Fame linebacker, was on the 83 National Championship team, and he coached LeBron. And he told me LeBron would have been a superstar tight end, would have been a superstar in the NFL. And somebody said, do you think he would have been a good player in the NFL? I do. Remember, I mean, the tight end for the Chargers, who was that guy? Philip Rivers used to throw the football too all the time. Ah, who's the tight end in San Diego for all them years? Caught all those touchdowns. Never played a lick of football in college. Okay, didn't play a lick. And I think if I'm not mistaken, Jimmy Graham also played only one season or two at Miami. He first went to the University of Miami. Antonio Gates, thanks, Dion. Thanks, Mike. That's right, Antonio Gates. He didn't play... Smile, he he didn't play a lick of football in college. He was like a, a basketball dude. He was roaming around, and all of a sudden, Marty Schottenheimer saw him playing basketball in a pickup game. He goes, why don't you come out and try out for the Chargers? And that's how it began. He goes, sure, okay. He was going nowhere as a basketball player. Now, Marty Schottenheimer helped that guy go to Canton. This guy's going to the Hall of Fame because Schottenheimer finding him and seeing him in a gym. So could LeBron James have played? Absolutely he could have played. Imagine Shaq as an offensive tackle or even a tight end. Can you see Shaq as a tight end? He'd be like Gronk but bigger. Shaq would be Gronk but bigger. 7'3", 300 pounds, and you could. Can you imagine? Shakur Gates is great. Hey, smile. Let's not get crazy. I don't think LeBron's that tough. That guy, that guy flops more. Okay, that guy flops more than Cristiano Ronaldo, and he cries more than Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Hey, I won't lie to you, Philly fans. Can I say this to you? We'll, we'll move on to football here in a minute. Okay, how about O-line? That'd be good. Can I tell you something? Ben Simmons is the softest athlete in the history of Philadelphia sports. I can't think of a softer dude in my life than that guy. And man, is he in the wrong city. I'm not coming to camp. I'm not coming to camp. 
because they talk. Hey, and here's and here's the really shitty thing about it. Why aren't you coming to camp, Ben? Here, I'm gonna do this right here, right? Oh God, is he the? I love Allen Iverson. Oh my God, Iverson's like my favorite hoop player, man. I love Allen Iverson. I love that guy. Man, do I love AI. Holy cow, man. <laughs> Iverson, you're right, man. Man, I love. Hey, hey, watch this. Here, so I'm interviewing, I'm interviewing Ben Simmons. Hey, Ben, man, you know, I see Doc's reached out and he's trying to kind of smooth the waters for you to come back to Philadelphia. Well, is he gonna take back what he said about my jump shot? Yeah, 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 yes, I hear he is, Ben. How about that he basically blamed it on me? Um, I, I don't think that's exactly what happened, but I understand because it came off that way. They just want you to come back. Well, you know what I'm doing right now, don't you? Uh, practicing your jump shot? No, no. I've got 17 women right now in bikinis on Instagram, and they're not Philly babes. They're Southern California babe. Why would I want to go back to Philly? Oh, my God, man. Do I really have to sit here? If I was a media guy... I'd want to throw my headsets at him. Honestly, I'd be like, guy, you're really in the wrong city, dude. You've got to be tough as nails in that place, man. And if they talk shit on you, you got to be able to do this. Hey, off my back. Hey, by the way, one thing, one thing that I did love about what Jalen said last night. Did you guys catch that line? Jalen was asked about the performance last night. He goes, well, I guess if he was going to watch the film and see if he goes, well, let me just say this to you. When you take a deuce, do you look at it before you flush it or do you just flush it? I was like, oh, wait a minute now. That makes me a fan of that dude. That makes me a fan of that guy. Hey, man, when you take a deuce, you don't turn and look at it, do you? You know, I... Oh, man, that's a pretty big one. Oh, look at that thing, man. Looks like a snake's head. <laughs> well, man, that's incredible. I never thought about that for a second. Because you're right, I don't admire it either, man. I flush the thing before I even get off the toilet. And he's right. You don't sit and stare at it and go, hmm, is this one of my better deuces? Huh, I wonder, man. This got to be top five, don't you think? <laughs> you need to look if I'm having health issues. Come on, Mr. Hilton. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Wait a minute. I actually do. I need to see how health. <laughs> so wait a minute. Jeremiah, hey, uh, hopefully everyone's not eating their lunch right now or having early dinner. <laughs> okay. So Jeremiah goes like this. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm a healthy bitch, man. Look at me. Take a look at that shit in there, man. It's this thick. Look at it, man. Are you kidding me? I'm healthy as an ox. Yeah, man. Look at that, man. <laughs> Ken, thank you, brother. I love you coming aboard here, man. Yeah, hey, by the way, please, everyone, if you do, no pressure, please like the show and share it if you can. It really helps us out a lot. We really appreciate it. 
Hey, Michael Carter. Hey, man, I know a dude. Michael Carter was one of the greatest shot putters of all time, and his daughter's sensational. Michelle, she's a dear friend, and so is he. Played with the 49ers. Yeah, hey, hey. So all you guys do this. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm healthy as a horse. <laughs> hey, maybe if we all did this. This is what Philly fan needs to do, right? I've got therapy for all Eagle fans. Let's just take all giant collective crap. Cowboys! I think so. <laughs> um. Oh, God. 803, did he really say that, Sirianni? What possesses a coach to come out to say that we just tried to keep up with them? Dude, you can't keep up with them. You don't have that kind of offense, man. Hey, Kevin, just watch a giant. Yeah, hey, wait a minute. Here's the things that make me deuce. Nick Sirianni's play calling. Jalen Hurts on deep throws. Watching Giants football, watching Kane's football for that matter. What else? What else makes me take a deuce? Listening to Skip Bayless. Carlos, what you doing, brother? Thank you, man. Man, you guys did. We're hey, by the way, Carlos, just so you know, we're talking about taking deuces. So I think it has something to do with the game that was played last night. Oh, man. Ah! That's a great. Hey, hey, wait a minute. That's another T-shirt. Things that make me take a line from Jalen. Watching Notre Dame football. That clearly makes me take a deuce. How about this? Hey, hey, Dion, I got one for you. You ready? You know what makes me? When I think of Notre Dame football, I sit down to pee. <laughs> Oh, my God. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Okay, when I think of Notre Dame football, I have to sit down to take a pee. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Brian Kelly's great. Whatever, dude. Win a chip, then come call me. Anyway. Yeah, man. Hey, Jalen hurts his arm strength. It's something that can be improved. Look at Brady. Brady had horrible arm strength when he came out of college. Jeremiah. <laughs> hey, Birdman, thank you, brother. Love you, man. Thanks for being a, a true part of the Big Sills Army, man. Thank you, guys. That's what we got going on here, man. We're building this pitch. You guys are great, man. All you dudes now part of the Big Sills, as far as I'm concerned. Hey, and you know what I love, too? You guys don't agree with me all the time. We just go back and forth here. Am I right when I say this, guys? Come on, man. We're back to the conversation again about Jalen. I just ain't. Hey, and, am I right? So they didn't have the game film on him for the first game, but they got it in the second game. Then the third game is progressively getting worse. What if he goes out and he craps it up again against Kansas City? When do we start doing it? Uh, hey, let, let, let's do something here. Dan's Dementors. I like it. 
How about this? Hey, wait a minute. Kevin, that's a good point. Josh Allen sucked out loud, man, his first year and a half. Dude, he did. So did Lamar, for that matter. Okay, Lamar did too. Lamar Jackson, he wasn't all that hot. Then all of a sudden it clicked. So, hey, are we being too hard on both Sirianni and with Jalen? By the way, my top five NFL teams, Packers, Chiefs, Bills, Bucks, Rams. I can't believe I have the Rams in there. But the Rams look like they're going to be a tough out for somebody. Seattle? I don't know. Okay, the Cardinals? Maybe. These are all teams that could be making a move next week. Carolina? Maybe. By the way, the Eagles have that team soon. Um, Denver? I don't know. Denver played some dog teams. But I'm not going to dismiss it. They are undefeated. Okay? The Rams look like the best team in the league right now because, get this, they got a quarterback who's playing. You know, you could also throw the Raiders in there. Raiders are sitting 3-0. and And Derek Carr does look like an MVP. Yeah. To King, they, they do look like a great team. Jeremiah, I think the Rams, man, they look like the best team right now, okay? And you, you watch this. You know what I think of Dallas? After what I saw last night, how about this? Did you learn anything about the Cowboys last night? Did you learn anything that you didn't know already about the Cowboys? Mike says, give Jalen 10 games. Hey, David just brought a point up. David. Do we start to or do we say that Jalen Rieger is not is now a bust? Is Rieger a bust? Is Rieger a bust? Every time I watch the guy, I'm like this man. One day he makes a play, then I don't see him for about twenty plays. David, he's a bust, man. Just Mike says, the Cowboys' defense is better than we thought. Carlos, he is a bust. You know one thing I could tell you about a Dan Quinn defense? They play fast, don't they? Kevin, he's a mistake. Okay? He's a mistake. If you draft that guy in the fourth round, it's not a mistake. You draft that guy in those high rounds like that, he's a mistake. Okay? That's a mistake. You know that... um, that wide receiver, Harry, that the Patriots drafted out of Arizona State, he's a bust, too. I mean, he's he, he's a bust. Watkins is better. Watkins, I, I see Watkins make more impact plays than I do anything out there on the field. Yeah. I look at those I, – I, I look at – here – Here's something else, too, that is going to help. But you know what? I will – yeah, man. Nikhil Harry, man, he's a he – just the kid's not very good. I mean, he can't get separation. He's just not good. Gamewell is a better receiver than Rieger, and that says a lot, right? But here's the big deal here, though, man. Guys, I said this from day one on the Eagle front. 
this football team has to get a running back. When's the last big time running? Can you guys help me out on something? Who was the last big time running back that the Eagles had? Okay. Who's the last? Give me a guy that they, that you could turn around and hand a ball or throw the ball into the perimeter. And he, he, somebody, you know, it looks like to me, like New England's got seven of those guys. Shady. You know what? LeGarrette Blunt, in my opinion, Kevin, he was always more of a red zone guy. But I'm going to go like this. Shady McCoy. Damon says, I love the show. Hey, man, the interaction. Dude, you guys make it happen. It's fun doing it this way. I don't do any other show like this, including my national radio show at night. And everyone, everyone by the way, people on my national radio show, that because I turn on my YouTube channel, and you know what? Everybody gets upset with me because you know why? I don't have the same interaction on the YouTube channel because I'm doing a radio show that we have here. Shady McCoy. Westbrook? Westbrook is a great player, man. I really liked him, too. Yeah, no, I really liked him. Shady McCoy is a great back. Great back. I hated how that ended. Okay, I got you, Kev. Yeah, you know, Blunt was a good... You know what? I'll tell you this, man. I remember when uh, John Gruden found his ass. Yeah, LaShawn was a game changer, man. And he ran with an attitude. You know what? I'll make this point to you about LaShawn. Okay? Shady McCoy ran like he was like beast mode. Those two dudes, man, were like, weren't they the same? I love beast mode up in Seattle. And I think he ran the same way. Yeah, Westbrook was a tough runner, too. Tough runner. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I tell people this all the time. Dude, you have a running back with a new head football coach and a running back helps that out so much when you're trying to develop. Look at what the Steelers did with Ben Roethlisberger when they had Jerome Bettis. Anytime you have a running attack, that is always going to help you. It is always going to. That's right. McCoy was what Reggie Bush was supposed to be. Reggie thought he was. I would funny. We were talking about Reggie Bush prior to coming on the air. I told people this without a doubt, man. I said this. I said, Reggie needs to stop that juking and stuff. It's going to kill him in the NFL. Jay says, head coaching looking like a bust. Hey, Jay, let me, through the, let me do this, though. I'm going to make a point to you on. Hey, um, Xander. Jay, can you, can you highlight that? Head coach looking like a bust there. You guys agree with this? I'm going to make a point to you on maybe Jay's not right. He looks terrified. Michael says, yep. Okay. Bill Parcells. I'm going to name five coaches. I'm not going to go through the whole list. Bill Parcells. Bill Walsh. Jimmy Johnson. Let's see. Bill Belichick. Chuck Noll. 
Do you guys know what Bill Parcells, Bill Walsh, Jimmy Johnson, Bill Belichick, and Chuck Noll all had in common? They all had losing years in their first season. And these guys would all go to the Hall of Fame. And every one of these guys would win a Super Bowl. So do you think they were saying the same thing in New York about Parcells? Dallas, I know they were saying this about Jimmy Johnson because I was there. Belichick, they were saying this about him in Cleveland. Chuck Noll, they were like, Chuck who? Goes on and wins four Super Bowls in six years. Lou D, a lot of coaches started out shitty. That's the point. The big question is going to be, who ends up getting better by the end of the year? If the coach, here, here, know this. If Nick Sirianni, folks, doesn't get better by the end of the year, Jalen Hurts has got no chance of succeeding. You're watching Matt Nagy up in Chicago. You're watching, how about this, Robert Saley in New York. How about this one? Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. You think Trevor Lawrence is getting great coaching in Jacksonville right now? I don't know. Doesn't it seem that all of these quarterbacks, these young guys, are in over their head? So when Jalen's struggling a little bit, think about it for a minute. He's really in his rookie campaign, isn't he? Where the keys have been handed to him. So does he look any worse or better than Trevor Lawrence? I don't think so. But I don't think Lawrence looks any better than him. You think Zach Wilson looks better than Jalen Hurts? I don't. Okay. Do you think Justin Fields, did you see that train wreck last weekend with Justin Fields? He looked overwhelmed. Okay. Overwhelmed. All right. Let's take a timeout. And I'm going to make some more points to you. How much time do we give both these guys? We'll hit on it next National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. 
when it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight cares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Show. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard with us. If you haven't already, please like the show. If you do, share it too. We so appreciate you guys coming aboard with us. Patience. At least eight games for Jalen Hurts before we make a decision. You really need eight games? All right, let's take a look at what you guys are talking about here. When 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 Peyton Manning was in his rookie year and he threw 28 picks, I don't remember myself calling him a bust. Okay? I don't remember doing that. I I I thought when I saw him I thought that he just needed to understand the NFL game more. Again, in college, you have to remember that transition. They're telling you where to throw the ball. In the NFL, you have to know where to throw the ball. And I thought that first year, but then when I saw him in his second year, I went like this. This guy's a great player. He's a great player. That was the thing with Brady. Brady would have a shitty game. He'd turn around and have a spectacular game. Okay, or at least a win. And that's you want you want to know what kept Tom Brady in as a starting quarterback as Bledsoe started getting healthier in the year that Drew ended up getting hurt and lost his job to Brady. Brady would do this. Like when he took over for Drew against the Jets that night, he didn't particularly play that well. The next week, I think it was the Rams, played very well against them. I think they lost though, but he played well. Then the next game, he came out and played even better. Then he came back and played well, but they won. Then you started seeing Tom getting better and better and better. Because why? The more you do something, the better and better you get at it. I don't care what it is. Could be beer drinking. The more and more you you do it. Now, I'll say it one more time here, too. And I said this with Gary Cobb in the last hour here. Doesn't it look like Jalen just doesn't have enough reps? So with him, my question is going to be, okay, what kind of game plan is Nick formulating for him that constitutes only three rushing attempts? Dude, you ran the ball. How about this? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to show you guys something here. Let me see. 21, 19, and one. Okay. That's 41. 
I played 35 college games. Then I think I played 70 pro games. In my 146 games from high school to the professional ranks, I don't ever remember a game I was involved in where a team ran the ball three times. I've never heard of that. Gary said this three times, three attempts. Why even have a running back on the roster? I mean, three attempts. This is what you're told, Dan Quinn. You know why the Cowboys defense looked like doomsday last night? Because they didn't have to concern themselves with the running game because the opposing coach took that element out of the game. He completely took that element out of the game. So if I'm a defensive guy and you've made that team a one-dimensional football team, what, what? why do I have to worry? And if you run, you get 10 yards, you're still not going to run the ball consistently because that's not what you're doing. Dallas ran that. Why do you think you didn't see Dak with a gigantic 400-yard game last night? What was these numbers, man? 21 to 26 for 238 and three TDs. Why was that? Because they ran the ball for like over 150 yards in that game. And Sirianni turned the Cowboy defense into a turnover machine. You can thank the Eagle coach for making Dallas's defense look like that. Dion says too many RPOs. Look, you know what he's doing? He's taking that college playbook that he had success with at Alabama. And, oh, oh, by the way, you know the other radio stations in Philadelphia? Guys, remember what they were saying about Lincoln Riley? How he was going to be somehow your next head coach, which is never going to be. Guy makes $8 million a year. Owner of, the Phil, owner of the Philadelphia Eagles is not paying $10 million for a coach. He's not. Okay? Well, you better get used to RPOs if you get Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley is all RPO. That's all he does. And, and get this, finding an RPO guy like a Lamar Jackson, good luck. So far, I've only seen one of those dudes. You know, everybody's trying, trying to replicate Lamar. No one's even come close. Right? Minshew mania. Dan, did you see what Jim Irsay said about Wentz over the weekend? I'd love to hear your take on that. Hey, Damon, tell me what it was. I didn't hear it. I'd love to hear it. Jim Irsay, if he's not all hopped up on oxycodones and drinking liquor, um, <laughs> right? He's not all hopped up in Mountain Dew. Peyton Manning made coaches look like, oh, my God, didn't they last night? Dion, they did, man. They kept questioning the play calling. They kept ever like, hey, I was watching. I watched that broadcast, by the way. I'm a fan of what they're doing, Eli. Hey, you see Eli Manning flip the country off? Dropping the bird? Did you see that? He flipped, he flipped everyone off because, hey, you know, he came back and he apologized. I think, man, it's doing very well. I'm very, I'm, I'm, I like watching those two guys because 
I, I, I said this the first week they started doing that on ESPN. If I was a kid that played offense, I'd get a notepad out and I would be writing down every single thing that these guys said and how they see the game. How they see it compared to how a fan sees it. <laughs> Gronk is like Baby Huey. Yeah, but Baby Huey's going to the Hall of Fame. Baby, hey, more tight end stuff too. Let's go, man. More tight end throws. Don't go to those wideouts. Go to those tight ends. That's the better part of your football team. When it comes to pass catching, Ursay is mad at Wentz over Vax. Okay, now now wait a minute, Birdman. You think the Baltimore Ravens and Steve Biscotti is upset with Lamar Jackson because he's not vaccinated? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. And it's no place for an owner to make that comment. An owner telling a player to get vaccinated is way over the line. And, and for the record, all this stuff about people's personal health and their personal health history is illegal. You can't walk into a place and somebody, at, they can ask you to wear a mask. And quite frankly, people who ask you to wear a mask or ask if you're vaccinated, I'm not giving you my business because that's none of your business. It's completely none of your business. You know, here, and here's why our country is so backwards here with this. You know, we sell cigarettes that has a label on it that says, if you use this product, it will kill you. And it has a chance of killing you. And yet we still buy them. Think of that for a minute. We sell cigarettes in this country that have a high percentage of killing Americans. More people die from those packs of cigarettes than anything else in this country. And yet, get this, we still buy them and they're legal. And you can buy them over the counter. There's nothing in this country that you could buy like that that could kill you and give you a high percent of cancer, catching cancer. So when I hear people telling me about mandating vaccinations, I stay out of that sandbox, okay? And so Jim Mercer should too. And personally, I don't think media people should be asking that question. Are you vaccinated? I turn around and go, are you? Well, I ask you the question. Well, I don't care. <laughs> it's not a sports-related question. What are you going to ask me next? If I've had an AIDS test? I mean, what really, what's next? Are you vaccinated? I mean, do you have HIV? What, why not? What, if you think you have that latitude, then you can ask me if I have HIV. And, and get this, the most unqualified people are people like me. I mean, I'm a sports guy because I've been a sports athlete and broadcaster for 30 years. But I'm no doctor. I just play one on the radio like everyone else does. So it's ridiculous. All right, Kansas City this week. So let's do this tomorrow. Let's turn the page. And I know because of these sports fans that we have that are in this show here each and every single day, I know you guys understand what I'm talking about. I'm not going to sit around crying about the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow. 
It's a new page. We're going to try to catch up with Howard Eskin tomorrow too. So know this. We're turning the page. I don't sit around and talk two days about some crappy game that they played 48 hours ago. That's in the rear view. Got Kansas City coming to town. You got to correct this record, and the coaching staff and the players have to correct this. 44-23, KC, Flacco, way to go. All right. Hey, please like the show. Share the show. We really appreciate you guys coming aboard. Don't forget. I also was on the post-game show last night. That's over on the Jacob Media channel. Watch that as well till tomorrow, 4 to 6 Eastern. We'll catch you on the flip side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.